Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast.、Uh, this episode and this is going to be a real fun episode. We'll be interviewing one of our clients,、uh, Whitney Jackson,、uh, and our very own Katrina Resnicki、uh, helped this client. So, Katrina,、uh, will you say hello to everybody? Hi, everyone. It's I'm happy to be back at、uh, podcast number two. Um, I hope you guys will enjoy this as much as、uh, we have. So, Katrina, how did you get to know Whitney? Yeah, Whitney had、uh, reached out to First Children's Finance for business support services.、Um, we、um, had started initially talking about her doing a startup budget、um, and working on her business plan,、um, and then、uh, somehow work got busy for her, and then she was going through the licensing process. So we fell out of touch for a couple of months, and then we reconnected back again after she、uh, started working on. She was closer to being licensed, and we were. Worked with her on marketing. Yeah, and that's typical, kind of for <clears throat> excuse me, our clients, right? Like sometimes work comes up and you need to take a pause for a couple months. Yeah, it happens, especially because these are startup businesses, and、um, I, I call them at, at certain points before they're licensed and they're thinking about this. It's like a dream for them. It's not really, you know, they they don't know if this is going to happen. They're th- they're they're they、um, are wanting to do this business. They're they're not licensed yet, and、um, they typically have a full time job at this time, and、um, they only can meet in the evenings or. Very early in the mornings, and um, they um, go through this process of still figuring out is this what they want to do, and in the same time they're not ready to kind of dive in deeper into like a startup budget or doing marketing or doing business planning. So it takes、um, it takes a few months, and then it feels like the moment they、uh, start the licensing process, they attend the orientation sessions、uh, at the licensing, which talks a little bit more about childcare, what it takes to be a childcare. Provider, what is the process that they need to go to get licensed? That's where I feel like the entrepreneur starts to get serious about their business idea and uh, um, kind of gain that confidence that yes, they can do it and、um, kind of start、um, engaging in in a more serious way with with us at First Children's Finance. That's right. That's absolutely right. That's my experience as well.、Uh, but luckily, in this case, Whitney ended up launching the business.、Uh, in this interview, you will hear that. She will be opening for the folks out there seeking family childcare options.、Uh, Whitney will be a great option, and you will hear a little bit more about that from herself.、Uh, a little bit of segue. Let's talk about、uh, our work recently.、Uh, this will be an ongoing part of this podcast series. Besides talking about our interviews with these clients, and among other things, we will talk about what we've been doing. So. Uh, one thing that's coming up is a childcare provider convening in the metro area, right, Katrina? Yeah. Yeah, we're really excited to launch our first series of these convening meetings、um, with、um, childcare entrepreneurs in、uh, in the Twin Cities, also in, in the Greater Minnesota. This is a first for us, so we're learning as we're going. But we're really excited to bring、uh, to the childcare field the idea of entrepreneurship—that this is not just you know just you're just. 
caring for children. You actually are an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you're a CEO, and you get to innovate in the field just like in any other industry. So we're really excited to to begin this series of, of, of these convening. And hopefully we get to do this every year from now on. Yep, and uh, this is happening in November. So stay tuned, more details to come. Um, actually, I think it's happening in February. End of oh, February. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. November was our plan A. And yeah. February next year is uh, is the actual plan. So, yeah. So, it's a little bit, a couple more months to go. Uh, we want to throw something a little bit bigger, something a little bit better. Uh, so, stay tuned there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, that's that. What, and, then, and we also have a, a boot camp coming up, right? Yes. A boot camp is coming up. That's October. Yes. Yes. So uh, for those of you out there who haven't heard about the bootcamp, it's something we do regularly. Uh, We basically take you from top to bottom on how to start a childcare business. We focus on various key aspects, including budgeting, the financial aspects, marketing, and, you know, even just taking a step back on how to position your business, thinking about making, differentiating yourself in the marketplace. So... Uh, it's something to be on the lookout for as well. We'll post that in our uh, uh, Facebook page once we confirm an exact time and location. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. I think uh, that'll be it for the intro. And without further ado, uh, please enjoy our interview with Whitney. Today we'll be uh, interviewing another special guest, uh, Whitney Jackson. Uh, Whitney is here with us. Uh, Whitney, can you say hello to the audience and can you introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Whitney, and I will be officially opening on the 9th of September, and I'm pretty excited about it. I have two students um, and another two possible. Perfect. Um, so if we take a step back. Uh, Whitney, what, what did you do before uh, childcare? I was in retail management, and so I basically started off after high school um, always knowing I wanted to open my own daycare, but just didn't want to take that risk yet. And so I ended up in retail management and did that for quite a few years. And then finally I was like, okay. I can take a pay cut, I can go do it, because teachers don't always get paid enough, but it was rewarding. So I finally did it and started off at the bottom as a um, assistant, and then worked my way up and did the schooling to get my CDA and became a lead teacher. And I went from a couple different centers just to see how things worked and the business part of it. And play around and then I ended up at Kinderberry and got a lot of information from them and more schooling and education and then I went to be a nanny because I didn't want to get burnt out and that was amazing and in that process I started doing the prep to get open and licensed for my own. Wow, so you were multitasking a lot Yeah. over <laughs> the time and I mean so when you uh, made the leap into childcare. You were just a, a teacher for a center. Yep, I was actually an aide, not an assistant. So you go from aide to assistant to lead. And so I started off as an aide. 
um, did some more schooling, became an assistant, did more schooling, and got my CDA, and then I was a qualified um, lead preschool teacher. And so I did all that, and then went to be a nanny. <laughs> and while, while receiving all this training, you were working full time. Yeah, I was. Uh, was it challenging? Um, sometimes. Trying to manage my time and make sure. A lot of it was online, so I could do it at my own pace for the CDA. But working in a center, you have to, on top of working 40 hours a week, you have to do 40 hours of in-service hours. So you have to take 40 hours of classes throughout the year. So on top, like I was doing all of that at one time. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's amazing, and, and you were moving from center to center, mm-hmm. and uh, just seeking out new knowledge and sources of inspiration for yourself. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, when when you were at Kinderberry, kind of what what made you decide? You know, oh, this is it. I, I'm ready to start my own thing. I finally thought I had enough information. Um, and I knew I needed a break before I opened my own. And so it was kind of a planning ahead transition from center to nanny so that I would have more free time to actually do more schooling and then, um, also have time to prep my house and get ready for licensing. Mm-hmm. When, when you were kind of making that transition, what was... Uh, easy in that process Uh, what was hard I think the schooling was hard trying to manage time Um, but I feel like the whole licensing process was easier for me because I worked in a center and I knew all of the whys to what needed to be done and it wasn't just lock your knives up do this do that it was I knew why it needed to be done and so it made it a lot easier doing it in my house, um, and getting ready and prepared. Did you receive any help through that licensing process, or were you kind of going at it on your own? Um, I did. Trinette Potts from Think Small helped a lot. She came out. Um, I, well, I got my house ready on my own um, with the help of lots of family and friends giving me things. Um, and then she came out before my licensor, did a walkthrough with me, showed me a few things that could possibly be changed or they would need. And then I had my licensor come out, and it was good. Wow. I was prepared and set up, and she was like, I've never I've never seen anybody <laughs> <laughs> so prepared. And she was like, I don't want to miss anything, and it, it was fun. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing because uh, just from our experience working with uh, our clients who are starting the childcare like you, um, Licensing is not as smooth as it's as you know, kind of what, what you went through. How, how long did it take you? How long was the whole process? Um, I think I went. It's probably. I don't even think it took a full year. Um, the longest was waiting for the county. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I knew I didn't want my licensor to have to come back twice because I wanted to just get my license. And so I had all the paperwork and I made lists and I checked them off and I made sure everything was done while I was waiting for the county. Mm-hmm. And so, and from what I got back from my licensor was a lot of people don't do that. Mm-hmm. 
they wait for the licensor to come and then they tr- start getting their house ready or, or however they do it. Mm-hmm. But I knew I wanted my license at a certain time and I didn't want her to have to come back. Mm-hmm. And so I just read through all the paperwork and made my list, make sure I had things taken care of. And it was, it was smooth. It was nice. Yeah. And credit to you for doing all that. I mean, you know, even if I were doing that, I may not be able to keep track of everything and just, you know, get it right at one time. Um, that's amazing. Uh, so when did you get your license? Was it earlier this year or when was that? Yep. I actually was licensed in April, the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. And you're opening uh, next Monday. So My official is next Monday, but I've been open since July 1st. Got it. So there is kind of some gap time between the licensing and the opening. And, and how were you using that time? Um, I actually set it up on purpose that way so that I would have time to get used to my house in the different setting with licensing rules. Also, I gave myself time to actually interview families and pick and choose who I wanted so I wasn't stuck with people just because I needed kids. Mm -hmm. And so I gave myself... um, The other reason I got my license early was I wanted to be part of Parent Aware. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be part of the July cohort. And so to do that... I needed to have my license before I enrolled in Parent Aware. And so I got the license in April, opened in July, got involved in Parent Aware, and now I'm working through that. But it was giving myself enough time to make sure I had to, could do all of that before I had a whole group of kids so that I could actually focus and make sure it was right. Yeah, and uh, this is such a valuable process uh, to share with a lot of people out there who are trying to start their own you know, family child care like you. you know, it, it's, uh, it's not always good to rush everything. Sometimes it's nice to give yourself time yep. and tell yourself, okay, I, I do this because it's part of my passion. I want to work with families that, that I enjoy working with. Yes. And it's also, I have every right to vet through the people yes. who I come into contact with. Yep, yeah. and that was kind of my goal. I wanted to make sure it worked out. Um, I would definitely tell people, don't rush and give yourself time to to actually plan out and work through it. Just because from what I'm getting now um, and going through your boot camp, mm-hmm. the whole income part and making sure you have enough families to make that income is if you don't if you don't plan for it and you don't have the kids in the beginning then you're going to fall mm-hmm. fail rather because you won't have that income and if you didn't plan ahead it's not going to work so giving myself those like four or five extra months to make sure that I plan to know that I'm only going to have four kids in the beginning and not six and plan with all of that to make sure it worked just because I want this to work how many families did you talk to during that time? Um, I think I've had contact with maybe about 10 to 15-ish, kind of talking and weeding through um, and figuring out what ages I wanted to have right away because you're limited to so many per age. And so I wanted to figure out what was going to be a good fit for me so that all the kids could get some attention and it wasn't unfair to some kids because I had too many. 
Yeah. What did you uh, figure out specifically on the age? What was the thinking process? Um, infants are a lot more work than toddlers, mm-hmm. and um, they're all more work than preschoolers. And so if I was going to do two infants, I wasn't going to have any toddlers. And if I was going to have two toddlers, I wasn't going to do any infants. Mm-hmm. And so I'm right now I have two infants, and so I'm saying no to toddlers. And then I'm going to have about four preschoolers at max, possibly a couple school-agers. But I don't want to. I mean, I'm licensed for 10. I don't think it's fair (laughs) for the kids um, because that's a big ratio. So I'm going to cut back and, you know, see see what I can handle in the beginning. And if it's easier, then I can add a few here or there. But I want to make it sure that I'm fair to all the kids and they all get quality attention. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, that's such credit to you for, for thinking of all of that and, and really prioritizing the kids' education and experience first in this process. And, you know, people out there, if you're searching for childcare, <laughs> think of Whitney. Uh, you have awesome ratios and you have such a considerate educator to your kids. Um, so besides uh, vetting families in this uh, three months time, you know, between licensing and opening, uh, you also mentioned some business planning, financial planning in this process, including taking our training uh, from First Children's Finance. Uh, just could you elaborate a little bit more on that? You know, what, what did you do on the business side of the childcare? I'm not huge into business, so that's going to be my struggle. Um, the boot camp was good. It gave me lots of information. I'm still working through the whole tax process and finding someone to help with that. Um, but what I did get from a lot of it is save everything because you're going to need it. So receipts, um, you name it, save it because you probably need it. Um, I've also read a lot of the Tom Copeland books with all of his information and keeping track of things. Um, also going to be enrolled in the food program through Provider's Choice. And they give you help with keeping things organized and tracking. So I'm hoping all of that will work for me. Um, but it, business, the business end isn't my strong suit. So I'm hoping to learn a lot along the way. Yeah, and, and you are already really informed. You name you know, all the good resources <laughs> that a family <laughs> childcare uh, provider could have. Uh, the food program for fully subsidized kids. Uh, can be up to $10,000 for the whole year. And that's a lot of income. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, lots of subsidy for the cost of running a childcare. Food is a big source of cost. It in is. Operations. Yeah, so that's that's really great thinking on your part. Um, so through this process, uh, you know, getting license as well as preparing for the opening, uh, what was the most uh, surprising thing for you, uh, you know, something you did not expect? Um, I think for me, I was expecting Hennepin County to take longer, and I actually got contacted sooner than I expected. Um, a lot of people were saying it was going to take a year, nine months, and I think they contacted me within like three or four. So I don't know if it was the lack of providers or they're just running things more sufficient now, efficient, so. <laughs> so it was a fast process. It was. That's nice. 
faster than I expected. <laughs> That's great. Um, and you also mentioned that you are doing parent aware. It's something, in fact, you plan to join as you were scheduling and planning out your licensing and opening process. Um, so, I guess what attracted you to uh, join parent aware? Um, I like how it sets quality standards higher. Um, I'm a teacher by nature. I also nurture, but I feel like the kid, the first five years are the most important. And if I'm going to have them in my care, they have to be learning and not just sitting around and watching TV or whatever a home daycare, people think a home daycare is. And so I was setting my standards higher anyways. So I said, you know, why not do parent aware? Um, I've seen it. I enjoy it. I love it. You have to have a curriculum. And then I came across Reading Corps. And so now they're incorporated in my program. And so now I'm considered an actual preschool. Wow. So my, yeah, my kids will come out prepared for kindergarten um, at all the standards and levels that they need to be at. And for the folks out there, uh, Whitney, would you explain that? Um, it's a reading program that I think started in actual schools. And just recently she was saying it's only about six years old that they've started to come to family child cares because they saw a need for it. Um, and basically what it is, is it's a curriculum. I have an instructional coach, um, and tutor, and she comes out, she works with the kids and shows me how to do what she's doing, which they've tested and works. Um, and then I implement it with my students. They also train me. Um, I think it's 12 a year so, or 10 a year, so almost one a month. Um, and it basically has proven to work. There's assessment tools, there's observation tools, and it all fits in with parent-aware. So it, it just kind of worked. And all of this training to you is free? It is. It, it's offered. The curriculum's free. The training is free. Um, I do know that they have restrictions on areas where they can work through, but they're growing, she said, so there should be more coming. But it sounds amazing. And what they also do is if the kids aren't up to where they should be, they have interventions, so then they do one-on-ones with those kids to make sure that they will be prepared. Great. Uh, now, um, you're you know, fully opening soon, and uh, you will be operating your uh, family childcare business where do you see yourself and this business going in the next, let's say, two to three years? So my plan is to actually um, <clears throat> invest in another location, home, um, and then either relocate mine to that home separate from mine or just have a second. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to get too big because I like the family style. I like the home feeling. And I don't want to be big and lose track and sight of what I'm actually trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so, so by having a second, you would almost you own that home, and you might hire someone to uh, take care of kids in a family setting on that second location. Um, yep. So I would do that if there was a second location, and then if it was just relocating, 
I would possibly hire someone to work with me side by side so then we could have um, a few more children. That sounds perfect. Um, all right, uh, that's all of our interview. Uh, thank you for your time today with me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, any final words you have for, for our audience? Take a risk. If you really want to do it and that's your passion, I go for it. There's a need for it. And as long as you're loving it and that's what you want to do, go for it.